everybody. Happy Monday. This is Angela Bowen, the host of Together We're Going to Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? The sun is starting to peek through, although it's mostly cloudy. Yesterday, when I looked at the temperature from my phone, I was surprised. It was 71. 71! In early April. I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. I like where this is going to go. I am, in my mind, spring is coming. And it's almost here. I mean, it's officially spring, but that weather yesterday was amazing. Granted, I was cooped up inside for a good chunk of it, but when I got out, it's like, oh, I don't even need this jacket on anymore. Ah, man, why did I wear jeans? I'm getting so warm. You know, stuff like that. And I like that. Well, today, in the Silver Spoons episode, we get a reprisal role from somebody we have not seen since, like, episode six or seven of season one. Let me check. When was that? Get, eh. Sorry. The things being a butt. Season 1, Episode 6, entitled Evelyn Returns. Well, guess what, guys? She's back, like, a year later. What has she been doing this whole time? Maybe trying to find another husband? Husband number three? (laughs) And we all know, you know, Rick had a birthday, like, a few episodes ago. Did she call? Did she say, I'm sorry I missed your birthday, son? I bet she's going to in this episode when she returns in Uneasy Rider. And I bet, well, in this episode, Ricky is going to manipulate his mother, who just loves her baby boy so much. He's going to manipulate her into getting, like, a dirt bike. And, of course, I understand Edward probably thinks, son, you're too young, you Don't need to be driving around on a motorbike. There are kids out there that do motocross and stuff. Granted, that's not what this is. This is just a typical motorbike. Not so much for taking the track and doing jumps and being a motocross racer. It's nothing like that. Because there are kids younger than Ricky. My cousin's sons that are probably all under the age of 10 are doing the motocross. One of them, I think, is doing the motocross thing. So... But Ricky just wants, you know, he's 13 now, he's too young for an actual driver's license, so he wants a set of wheels, and the only kind he's going to be able to get are either a bicycle or a motorbike. My God, can you imagine if his dad's like, hey, Rick, gotcha a bike. Oh, well, Mom got me a motorcycle, (laughs) or a a motorbike, (laughs) Or something like that. So this is season 2, episode 11, entitled Uneasy Rider, which aired on January 14th, 1984. So if you think about it, we are at the halfway point of season 2, because I believe there's only 22 episodes. So this episode has a 7.1 rating out of 10, based on 19 ratings. What was the last episode was really high? It was a 7.9. Oh, wow. So we get, like, a few, like, 8.1s in, like, episode 14 and 15 
15, of course, is Jason Bateman's last episode in St. Louis Blues. But let me read you the synopsis for Uneasy Rider. When Ricky's mother comes to visit, he manipulates her into buying a dirt bike for him after Edward decides against it. Like I said in the last episode, when I, at the end, when I was telling you what this episode was going to be about, kids have been pulling this since the dawn of time. You go from one parent until the other. The one parent says no, the other one may or may not say yes. So you're basically playing one parent against it, especially kids of divorce, I imagine, probably try to do this. However, we get into an even stickier situation. Ricky's resentment over Kate's advice on the topic of the dirt bike also confuses the matter of her relationship with Edward. Because Kate is just dating Edward, they're not married, so by rights... And she's not living with Edward, even if she were, she still would have no say in whether Ricky gets a dirt bike. And I can imagine Ricky's like, Kate, you're not even my mother. This is between my mom and my dad. You don't get a say in this. Which I'm pretty sure that Evelyn's going to point out, like, yeah, what is your relationship with my ex-husband? I could honestly see, I don't think Kate would step over the line and say, well, I've been a more of a mother to that boy in the last year than you have for the last 13, 12 years of his life. She stepped in as a friend and even kind of a motherish figure in a way. And she's going to be his Rick's stepmom next season when she become, she and Edward finally get married. Of course, the title reference is a reference to the movie entitled Easy Rider from 1969 that starred Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, Jack Nicholson. Why did I think this was a Clint Eastwood movie? Ew, who the heck's that gross looking guy? Alright, also, uh, real quick, so what's been going on with me? Not really a whole lot. Um, Friday, I was going to go see two movies, but after the first movie, I, like, I really don't want to sit here for another couple hours. I've been known to do two movies before, but I just, the sun was shining. It's like, I want to be out in the sun. I want to go out in the sun. So I did see the new Pet Cemetery. It's almost a complete carbon copy but for the change in the ending, which I was a little surprised, like the very, very end, right before the credits roll. And then also the other change that they made that I thought was kind of stupid, but the movie verbatim is pretty much same dialogue as the, um, the movie from 1988 or 89. When the first Pet Cemetery movie came out. I was going to see The Best of Enemies. Because that one I really, really wanted to see. And I still want to see it. And I might still see it this week sometime. Granted, now i got to pay for my own popcorn. Because the popcorn bucket expired on April 1st. I got... See, that's why I wanted to see two movies in one day. Because I earned, I earned a free popcorn from all these movies I've been seeing. I'm like, okay, I'll knock it out. I'll see two movies in one day. But after that, I'm like... Ugh, I don't want to sit for another two hours. The sun's out. It's actually, like, close to 60 degrees. I want to be out in the sun, so. 
I'll see the best of enemies. There are a lot of movies coming out this year that I want to see. Toy Story 4, Lion King, Aladdin, I think Secret Life of Pets is, uh, the sequel is coming out. Just a lot of, a lot, a lot of movies. A lot of good films coming out. Well, good in my mind, anyway. I know, I'm, I'm going to drag Jeremy to, um, the Lion King and Aladdin, which won't re does not really take that much prodding. It's not like I have to drag him there, because he has some seminal interest as well with the Aladdin remake and the Lion King one. So, just to let you know, if you haven't yet, jump on the social media, the Facebook page. Together we're going to find our way in unofficial Silver Spoons podcast page. You'll find out about upcoming episodes. Because we're going completely in order. Also, if you're already on the Punky Power Facebook page, stay on it. Because I also do episode podcast updates on Silver Spoons there as well. Instagram, Silver Spoons Podcast, or the Punky Power PB Podcast. Either one of those, you're going to get your Silver Spoons information. Also, if you've been listening for a while, it would really be awesome if uh, you guys could head on over to iTunes under the Punky Power podcast and leave a rating and review. That way we can get more people noticing the, the, the Punky Power podcast. So. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com or punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's jump right into this episode. I'm interested to see how this is going to go down, because you know that Edward is not a fan of Evelyn's, and vice versa. Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. So we open up the episode and Kate's at the desk going over papers. She's doing her secretarial duties. And then the camera pans over to the front door because somebody's coming in. Okay, so they did, uh... Edward and Rick went to the motocross place, and Kate comes over like, hey guys, how'd it go? And Ricky is like, everyone great, Kate, Dad and I, we're gonna get our own motocross bikes. And of course, Edward kind of juts in with, Edward kind of juts in there with, ah, da, 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 da. son, I, I didn't say definitely, I said I would think about it. Now you need to go upstairs, get on a coat and tie because your mom is coming to pick you up. Of course the idea of wearing a tie is like Ugh. his Ricky makes this like a tie gross. Hi Kate. Hi, Hi guys. How was the motocross? Dad and I are going to get our own dirt bikes. Uh, now son I said I'd think about that okay. But right now it's time for you to go out and get in a coat and tie because I think your mom's about to pick you up. Oh tie. <laughs> Rick, your mother's taking you to Bernard's by the Bay, and they have a proper retirement requirement. I don't like Bernard's by the Bay, Dad. Fourteen bucks for a hamburger, and it doesn't even come with a bun. <laughs> the last time I was there, I asked the 
the waiter for some ketchup. And he looked at me like I just shot his dog. Well, you see, son, your, your mother is philosophically opposed to eating at any place that doesn't have valet parking. Okay, get a move on. Okay. But maybe while I'm with Mom next week, you can think some more about the one, the only, the most amazing motocross trail in Stratton Backyard. Humongous! Incredible! Awesome! So, looks like Ricky is going to Bernard's by the Bay, which we first heard about in the Rick the Greek episode from last week. Because that's where Edward was taking Kate. Which, of course, I mean, it's a fancy restaurant. It's a little too fancy for Ricky. Uh, they charge 14 bucks for a hamburg without the bun. And apparently, no ketchup, as Ricky says... When I asked for ketchup, the guy looked at me in horror like I shot his dog. And apparently Evelyn does not want to go anywhere that doesn't include valet parking. So she's... And you guys, you've, you've seen Evelyn. You know she's high society. She's like... Kate Winslet's mother in Titanic, or Rose Duet Bucator's mother in Titanic, only a 10, like, up to the max, like, high society sophisticated. Nothing's good enough for her unless her baby boy is wearing a suit and tie, or a, yeah. so I'm guessing, yes, they must have some type of a custody arrangement that he goes to see stay with his mom because Ricky also mentions about while I'm staying with mom or something that next week you'll still be thinking about me getting that motorbike and then we can put a track in the backyard so I guess it maybe Ricky stays with his mom maybe what a couple times a month maybe once a month Okay, so Rick's gone upstairs to change. Kate uses this opportunity to sit Edward down and talk about how much of a fragile, energetic boy that Rick is and how a motorcycle for a young boy is just... It's not a motorcycle! It's a motorbike! He's not taking it out down the streets. And these kids, they wear padding and all that stuff. They wear helmets. They they drive around in the backyard. They'll be okay. So yeah, she. I mean, I understand her not wanting to see anything bad happen to Ricky. And I know she's, I think she's planting this idea in Edward's head. But then again, that idea of him probably even being against that. He was just entertaining the idea, most likely, of getting a motorbike. For Ricky's sake, you know, parents, they say stuff in in, in the moment when it's like, yeah, maybe. Because, you know, the kid's all excited and stuff like that. And, of course, Ricky clung to that little nugget of hope and possibility. So... I'm kind of wondering if Edward was already in his mind, like, there's no way he's getting it. I was just entertaining the, the idea. And then Kate is coming along here, putting in her two cents. Like, I don't think that's wise. So let's find out. Or is, she, or is Edward just going to jump in and say, you know, Kate, this is my son. I will make the decisions. You are overstepping your body. That, I bet. More like, definitely, Evelyn is going to say, Kate, you are not that boy's mother. You didn't 
bring him into this earth, uh, into this world. That was me. You are overstepping your boundaries because what relationship do you have to my ex-husband that you think you get a say in this? Oh, he's such an energetic boy. Yeah. He's at that carefree, fun-loving, fragile age. Does the use of the word fragile here indicate an attitude? No, an opinion. And in my opinion, motorcycles are very dangerous. Well, I agree on the streets, Kate. We're going to be using them off the highway in the country. Yeah, but they're still dangerous. When I was 14, my cousin was riding his dirt bike through the woods. He hit a log, flew off his cycle, and broke his neck. He was paralyzed for life. Well, we know where that fear is now stemming from. And she pretty much put the fear of God into Edward now, as he just looks at her absolutely stricken. As she says that her cousin had a motorbike, bike. he was driving it through the woods, hit a log, broke his neck. He was paralyzed for the rest of his life. And... Yeah, Edward is probably most likely saying, thinking, my son, no, uh, no, my son is not going to be getting one of those. I mean, at first, Edward is like, Kate, we're not going to be on the highway. It's going to be, like, on a track in the backyard, or most likely, or a track somewhere. We're not driving through the woods. So the conversation, of course, is cut short as Ricky races down the stairs. I don't like that tie. I really don't like that tie. He's Ricky is wearing basic beige khakis and a light blue dress shirt with what looks like it's got a little bit of green in that tie. Like a little bit of not forest green, but not light green. But, or not lime green, but somewhere in between that. And then what looks kind of paisley-ish and maybe a brown stripe across. Oh, it's kind of far away. Let's see if we can get a better look at it. But I'm going to play this clip. I wonder if Edward is going to break that news right then and there. So uh, Rick is going to have a really not so great time at Bernard's. Like, oh, here's something that you can chew on while you're uh, chewing on that no bun, no ketchup hamburger that you love so much. <laughs> Dad, I know what colors I want my motorcycle to be. Candy apple red with a white racing stripe. Son, your tie's the wrong length. She wears the same way all the time and gets boring. Yeah, well, your mother's a stickler for tradition. Here. You know what would be great? If our motorcycles matched. So why don't you get a, a white one with a red racing strip? Well, son, I... What do you think, Kate? I think I'd better not get involved. I, I, I understand. Mm -hmm. She's a girl. <laughs> I know. And I'm real glad. Listen, son, uh, Kate mentioned to me that her cousin was injured on a dirt bike. And on further consideration... I don't think we should get them. They're too dangerous. That's not true, Dad. It's the people who fall off the motorcycles that get all the publicity. 
You never hear about the guys that manage to stay on. Son. Dad, you promised. I did not promise. I said I'd think about it, and I have. They're too dangerous. Right, Kate? Uh, I think I'll let you two talk this out. I'm going to go into the library and, uh, be there. <laughs> You see that he tosses, he is running down those stairs. He casually just flings his suit jacket so it's laying at the bottom of the stairs. Like, I don't need this just yet. So yeah, Rick comes in, sits on the arm of the couch right next to where Edward's sitting. He's like, Dad, I know what kind of motorcycle that I want to get. I want to be candy apple red. With a white racing stripe. And he's like, yours should be white with a red racing stripe so we can coordinate. So we can kind of, you know, offset each other's just a smidge. Of course, Edward's like, uh, son, your, tri- your tie is kind of uh, out of sorts. Like, the, big- the bigger part is supposed to be longer than the smaller part. And of course, Ricky's like, oh yeah, I know, but if I don't mix things up once in a while, it gets boring. But you know how Evelyn is, you know, she needs her son to be absolutely 100% perfect in every way, and that includes not just how he looks, but um, his clothes as well. Because you remember Ricky uh, in the pilot episode, he had that shaggy, his hair was long enough that it covered his ears. So definitely by the second episode of the first season, that hair that hair was cut. Like, okay, we gotta get rid of this lion's mane that you got going on. Your little Lord Fauntleroy hairdo, because he was in that movie, I think, prior to Silver Spoons. Like, we gotta cut this! So Edward is in the middle of fixing his, uh, his son's tie, and Ricky's just going on and on about, Dad, you get a white motorcycle with a red racing stripe, that way we can match. And the whole time, Edward's like, he must know how to tie ties without even looking, because his hands are working the tie straps, and he, the whole time, is kind of glancing over at Kate, like, you hear this over here? You hear my son? He won't shut up about this motorbike. And Ricky's like, because Edward's like, I don't know, and, and Ricky turns to Kate, like, Kate, what do you think? And Kate's like, well, I really, I shouldn't get involved. And thinking, Kate, you already are involved. Ricky just doesn't know it yet. You're the one who planted that seed into Edward's head with that motorcycle accident. So when she says I shouldn't get involved, Ricky's like, oh, yeah, I understand. And then he whispers to his dad, like, yeah, it's because she's a girl. And Edward's like, yeah, son, that's kind of why I like her. I'm glad for that fact that she's a girl. So, it almost feels like maybe it's not intentional, as now Edward is standing across from Ricky as he's doing the finishing touches on Ricky's tie. See, I bounce back between Rick and Ricky. No big deal. I feel like maybe it's not intentional that Edward kind of throws Kate under the bus a little bit, so there's going to be, like, the ammun. This is giving Ricky ammunition to lash out at Kate. As Edward says, well, Kate told me her cousin 
was on a motorbike or motorcycle and got into an accident and was paralyzed from the neck down. And this is why I'm not letting you get a bike. Ricky is very angry. He's like, Dad, you promised me. You said we could get, you would get me a bike. And Edward fires back like, son, I didn't say, I said no such thing. I said maybe. I did not give you a definitive yes. Oh, he just says that Kate's cousin was injured. He, he doesn't throw out the word paralyzed. He says, I don't think we should get them. They are too dangerous. Oh my gosh, is he victim blaming <laughs> Kate's cousin? Like, it's not true as, he, as Ricky goes over to Kate. It's the people that fall off them. That's, that's their fault because they fall off. Like, okay, I know you're angry and you're lashing out now at Kate. Like, you put that idea in my dad's head. You had to tell him about your cousin. So he thinks, like, the guys that fall off, that's all for publicity. You never hear about the guys that stay on. And he's like, no, son, I didn't promise you that. I said that I would think about it, and I have, and you're not getting one. So now Edward turns over to Kate as Ricky is, like, turning his head sideways to also look at Kate. Kate is basically up against a firing squad here, and she bows out very quickly. And you know what? I'm going to go into the library and just stay there while you two talk this out. <laughs> Dad, I've got to be honest here. If you're not going to let me get a dirt bike, I just can't see what reason there is to go on. <laughs> Don't you think you might be being a little bit dramatic? I know what's going on here. You're caving into girlfriend pressure. Now, uh, you just wait a minute. Can you look me straight in the eye and tell me that not letting me have a dirt bike has nothing to do with what Kate wants? I don't want you to have a dirt bike because I don't want you to get hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> calls out Ricky for being a bit overdramatic as Ricky's like, Dad, if I don't get a dirt bike, there's no reason to live. There's no reason to go on. And then as Edward is tightening Ricky's tie and Ricky starts to choke, he loosens up a little bit. Says, son, the reason I don't want you to have a dirt bike is because I don't want you to get hurt. And I understand that... Edward's main concern for Ricky is his safety when it comes to being on these things. However, they make helmets. I know that's not a 100% guarantee of their safety that it is up to the, the rider themselves and the decisions that they make, their speed, and whether they're being responsible. Things can happen. You can be the most responsible driver. He's not driving it on the road, but... That doesn't mean that just because he's not on the taking that thing to the road, which he wouldn't because it's a dirt bike, not a motorcycle, that something couldn't happen. Kate's cousin ne probably never thought, like, I'm driving in the woods. I should be careful because there could be a fallen log somewhere that's going to launch me from my dirt bike or my motorcycle and I'm going to land on my neck and break it and paralyze myself and ruin my life. Basically... My life is going to be 
forever changed. He, I'm sure he never thought of that when he got on that bike. But Ricky calls his dad out. Like, I bet you're caving in to girlfriend. Uh, as a, Basically, you're, you're caving into your girlfriend. You're caving into a... Kate, Kate, put that idea in your head. And that's the only reason that you don't want me to get a dirt bike. You weren't so much concerned for my safety. Well, he kind of was, but he didn't. You know, he was all for the dirt bike until Kate opened her mouth. And Ricky is calling his dad out. And Edward's like, no, that's not the case. And Ricky is like, Dad, look me in the eye and tell me that your decision was not based on Kate's fears and what she wants. And Edward really tries. He's like, it's not based on what Kate wants. And, of course, the doorbell rings. That door opener has got some range because I thought it's like, you had to be close to the entryway to signal that. They're right by the couch or even on the couch. That thing has got a good 20 plus feet range on it. As Evelyn comes in and she is dressed very elegantly because, of course, she's Evelyn. Appearances are very important to her. So I'm going to play this clip. Mom! Richard! compliment like he probably would have said it regardless of what he's feeling about this dirt bike thing but he's already seems like he's trying to butter her up like oh mom your fake fur that's lining your coat is so nice you look so very nice and evan's like why thank you dear and then she looks at his tie like who tied this as she's trying to fix it and edward's like well i did <laughs> and evelyn just kind of like well it shows so she, I guess, has been to France at the invitation of some king. She's like, well, Edward, what have you been up to? And he's like, oh, I just subscribed to Popular Mechanics via Publisher's Clearinghouse. So Evelyn tells Ricky to get his suitcase. So it's not just they're going out to dinner and she's dropping him off. He's probably going to be staying there for, like, the weekend or something with his mother. When she's actually available to see him. So. Ricky's gone. So I guess this gives Evelyn and Edward. A little chance to kind of catch up on things. And I kind of wonder. Is that dirt bike going to get mentioned in this? Or is that going to come later? <laughs> so. 
nice weather. <laughs> Where is your girlfriend, Edward? In the library. Ah, reading How to Marry a Millionaire? <laughs> Evelyn. Sorry, that was Kathy. I'm just glad she reads. <laughs> by the bay. Have some that great lemon soup. Those are finger bowls, dear. <laughs> I know, Mom. I, that was a joke. <coughs> oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rick, aren't you going to say goodbye to Kate? Gotta go. Hey, son. You're going to be gone a whole week. Don't I get a hug? So Evelyn and Edward really cannot talk to each other though. Like, hey, how's the weather? As they say at the same time, it's just really awkward and uncomfortable. I mean, you can't even talk about the weather without getting embarrassed. And like, Ugh. luckily, Ricky comes to the rescue and is like, "All right, mom, I got my." My suitcase, let's go to Bernard's on the bay so I can have a delicious lemon soup. And Evelyn's like, oh, son, those are finger bowls for, you know, washing your fingers. Like, yeah, Bernard's is really prim and proper. So, Edward's like, oh, Rick, Ricky, don't you want to say goodbye to Kate? Nope. He certainly does not. Like, mm. Edward grabs Ricky's jacket that if he had just casually flung on the bottom of the stairs. And he's like, oh, wait, son, don't I get a hug? You're going to be gone a week. And Ricky is so angry with his father that that hug is the limpest, saddest, most pathetic hug. Ricky ices his dad out. Like, completely. It's like Edward could have been hugging a mannequin for all what emotion was not in that hug from Ricky. Like, I can't. Ricky, oh my god. But then again, what kid wouldn't do that if they're being told no about something? They really want and their parent says, no, I'm not doing that for you. I may have given you the intention that I was thinking about it, but I'm not. So, no. And, of course, like, oh, are you going to say goodbye? Mm, nope, bye. Oh, Ricky's like, sorry, Nard. See, see you, Dad. Bye. I, I have nothing. He, he really doesn't even say goodbye. He doesn't even like, oh, I'm not going to give you a hug. I'll shake your hand. Doesn't do that. Just, boop, bye. I'll see you in a week. I kind of feel a little bad for Edward. And I kind of wonder if he's going to go to Kate and like, Kate, I wish you hadn't put that idea in my head because now my kid hates me. But then again, Edward's being the parent. Granted, this decision to not get the motorbike, I think, was influenced by Kate there a little bit. Oh, he's feeling bad. He's feeling bad as that door shuts. Now in the next scene, it looks like Kate is flipping through some Polaroids and Edward is just standing next to her, emotionless, distracted, hurt. Oh, at uh, one point, Evelyn actually says, like, hey, where's your girlfriend? 
And Edward's like, well, she's in the li library. And Ed Evelyn thinks it's just some floozy girl. Like, oh, sh your girlfriend can read? Wow. Like, okay, yeah, that's enough, Evelyn. And she's like, yes, of course, I'm sorry. I was being a little catty. Like, you've met her. You've met Kate. She doesn't know that Kate's his girlfriend. So I'm going to play this clip of Kate going through some Polaroids and Edward being sad and depressed about how Ricky left things when he left. Oh, she's showing him photos of, like, old family photos of, like, her gram and gramps. And Edward is just, like, he's stuck still. Like, don't care. Don't care. Angry. I can't even fake interest in this, Kate. I'm sorry. And this is a picture of my gram and gramps. That's <laughs> nice, Kate. <laughs> and this is a picture of my cat, Fluffy. That's nice, Kate. <laughs> and this is a picture of my uncle, Fenark, from Venus. He has three heads. <laughs> That's nice, Kate. <laughs> I know you miss Ricky, but he, he's due back tonight. Uh, I just hope he's not still mad at me because I wouldn't let him have a motorcycle. Oh, Edward, you're the kind of man who's sensitive to the feelings of everyone around him. And I love you for that. Thank you. picture up into Edward's face his face is just completely blank and he's not even moving his head or his, his eyes like oh that's great Kate yep that's awesome that's great Kate finally Kate's like huh, see oh here's a picture of my uncle so-and-so from the planet Venus you see he's got three heads that's great great Kate and then finally she's like waves a hand in front of his face and he's like, oh, and he, he kind of almost, it's like he was in a trance. And he's like just now waking up like, what? oh, Kate, you're there. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm just worried that Ricky's still angry with me about not letting him. They keep calling it a motorcycle. It's a dirt bike. They're two different type of bikes. So Kate puts an arm around his neck and then is kind of, playing with the collar of his shirt, saying, Edward, you are the kind of man that is concerned about the, the feelings of others, of people that are around you, and that's what I love about you. And they kiss a couple times, and then they really get into this long, passionate kiss. Of course, Evelyn walks in, like, oh, when, did he, when was the last time he kissed me like that? He never kissed me like that when we were married. As she goes over to the desk, knocks on it, boom! Edward breaks away from that kiss, and I'm surprised that Kate doesn't have whiplash as fast as he backs away from her. Like, whoa, hey, Evelyn, I'm... It's like, why are you... It's almost like he's apologizing for having a girlfriend. Like, he's still... He's over Evelyn, but it's almost like... 
he can't let himself enjoy being with Kate because Evelyn's in the room. And what, does this make him feel guilty? Like, dude, you are divorced from Evelyn. You don't owe her anything. The only thing you two still have in common is the child that you both created. And that is it. Edward goes so far as to wipe his mouth. What are you doing? You are making Kate feel really... Oh, there's my timer. He is really making her feel uncom Kate uncomfortable. Now he's trying to explain a why uh, explain away why he and his girlfriend were kissing. Edward, Evelyn does not need to be privy. You don't need to explain yourself for why you're kissing your girlfriend. This is gonna make Kate feel very uncomfortable. No, we were just. We were just... Where's Ricky? He'll be right in. Good. 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 <laughs> well. <clears throat> Evelyn, you've met Kate. Kate, you've met Evelyn. We've met. Good. Oh, Richard has a surprise for you, Edward, outside. Surprise for me? Guess he has a surprise for me. He's not still mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky! Ricky, you get in here right now! So I was like, oh! Kate, you two have met, right? And both at the same time, Kate and Evelyn are like, we've met. This is really awkward for Edward. But Evelyn's like, oh, um, Edward, Ricky's got a little surprise for you outside. You hear that engine revving. And you see Ricky dart away past the French doors, around the side of the house, to as Edward is running getting out of his desk the door opener to open it, and he's screaming at Ricky, you get inside right now. And I notice he is not wearing a helmet. You want to know where that helmet is? On the front of his bike and not on his head. Already he is not practicing proper safety techniques with that bike. And Edward is like running from the doorway into the house as Ricky is on that motorbike. And he's finally, Ricky's got it stopped to the point where Edward had to almost jump in front of it to get him to stop. Otherwise, he was going to be going straight through those doors into the library. You, They've already broken the, rip through that wall with a vehicle twice now. We don't need a, a third uh, redo of that library. So, Edward is P.O.'d, which what parent wouldn't be if their kid went behind their back and went and did something they were deliberately told they could not do. Like, get that motorbike. Isn't it outrageous, Dad? You could use that word. Do you believe this? Ah. Uh... Library, again. 
Evelyn, you bought this for him? Yes. Is something wrong? I, I realize you guys want to have a, a nice talk. So I'm just going to go upstairs and read the safety manual. <laughs> I'm not leaving this house till I've committed it to memory. <laughs> Dad, let me leave you with this thought. I love this bike. <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world. Next to you. And uh, anytime you want to borrow it, it's yours. But be sure to wear your helmet. Because I know I will. You didn't wear your helmet, though. What a mom. What a dad. I am blessed. Dad, this is one happy guy. Remember that feeling. So when we get back from commercial break, Ricky is still rubbing the engine. He turns it off. And he's like, isn't this amazing, Dad? It's like, you really think that your dad, by seeing this dirt bike, is immediately like, yeah, son, that's great. No, he's like, well, you might say that. He is P.O.'d. He's pissed. And then he turns to Kate, like, Kate, can you believe this? Kate, of course, is like, I'm going to go to the library again and let you all deal with this. Because, yeah, Kate, definitely. I mean, this is a fight you don't need to be involved. Or I can say it's better if you don't say anything. So as soon as Kate goes into the library, shuts the door, Edward turns on Evelyn. You bought this for him? And, of course... Evelyn's like, yeah, of course. Why? Is there something wrong? You're telling me that she had no qualms over Ricky's safety whatsoever. That she's just like, sure, honey, I'll buy you a, a dirt bike. I see no problem with it. So Ricky himself decides to exit, but not before adding, oh, don't worry about it. I'll always use my helmet. He was not wearing his helmet at all when he was cruising past the the patio and the French doors, and then inside to the house. No, he was not. And he's like, I'm going to commit the safety manual to memory. That's not going to help your case, bud. And Edward, the whole time, you can see that muscle twitch in his jaw as he's just glowering at Ricky. Like, son, nothing you're telling me right now is going to help your case. You are in very big trouble. So... He's like, before I go, though, let me leave you with this thought. I love this bike. This is the greatest thing in the world. And then he looks at his dad and he's like, oh, but I mean, you know, next to you, of course. It's like he's saying this in hopes that his father will accept the fact that he's got this bike and he'll let him keep it. And Ricky even goes so far as to toss the keys to his dad like, hey, dad, anytime you want to hop on this and take off, go for it. But remember, as he as Ricky pulls his helmet off his bike, remember to wear your helmet, because I always will. You didn't just now. <sighs> and then he also adds, what a mom, what a dad. I'm blessed. Now, Ricky is still holding his helmet, and he's on the bottom of the stairs, turns to his dad and says, Dad, 
I'm, you're looking at a really happy guy here. And through gritted teeth, Edward's like, yes, son, keep that thought because you're going to need it when I get through with you. All right, I'm going to play this clip now that Edward and Evelyn are alone. He is going to unload on her like there is no tomorrow. Evelyn, <coughs> why did you buy him a motorcycle? Well, he said you were planning to get him one, so <clears throat> I thought the nice thing to do would be to beat you to it. <laughs> I specifically told Ricky that he couldn't have a motorcycle because they're too dangerous. He played both ends against the middle here and manipulated you into getting him one. I was not manipulated. People do not manipulate me. I have never been manipulated in my life. <laughs> so what Ricky told his mom was like, hey, mom, dad's getting me a motorbike. So she goes out and gets him one, which he says was because... I wanted to make you look like a bad dad. I wanted to get him the motorbike so that way I would get all the love and the adoration from our son. And Edward's like, no, I did not give him permission. I did not say yes to that. In fact, I forbade him from getting, as he calls it, the motorcycle. Because I was concerned for his safety. He manipulated you, Evelyn. And Evelyn's like, I have never ever been manipulated into doing anything. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, I can't see uh, uh, Edward manipulating her into marrying him. She did that all on her own accord. But she turns away from Edward, and she is just gritting her teeth and just, oh, you little... Yeah. You been had, Evelyn. You been had by your own son. Because he wanted a motorbike that bad. But we're still Ricky's parents. And I think when one of us makes a decision, the other one should back him up. Agreed? Agreed. All right, shake. <laughs> I better go up and have this out with Ricky. Uh, uh, Edward, I need a phone. <laughs> I refuse to speak into a duck. Suit yourself. So Edward brings up the point that even though we are divorced, we are still Ricky's parents. And when one of us makes a decision, we expect that the other parent will follow suit and back me up. Or back, one, of, we'll, one of us will back up the other one in, in that situation. So he's like, well, I'm going to go and have this out with Ricky now. She says, I need to make a phone call. And Edward pulls out the duck phone that's on the desk. He pulls out the duck head with the phone that's attached to it. Of course, Evelyn's like, no, I'm too sophisticated. I don't want to talk. I refuse to talk on a duck. So Edward goes upstairs to talk to Ricky. She goes into the library where Kate is. This is not going to end well. I get that feeling. She is going to jump into Kate's mess here, or the situation between. She, I get a feeling she is going to grill the heck out of Kate. What's your relationship with my ex-husband? Where do you feel that you fall in 
what you're putting into Edward's head. She's probably like, I bet you put that into his his head about not letting my kid get a motorcycle. Did she just... She actually knocks on the library door as Kate comes out. And she says, I need to use the phone, Miss Sombers. And Kate, of course, corrects Ellen like, it's Summers. Oh, they have a phone on the wall, but it's like a one of those Billy Bass type fishes. She says, oh, the phone's right here. And Evelyn's like, well, that's a fish. And it's like, yeah. So I notice they moved that duck phone from one desk to the next desk. Hey, there's Phil behind them. She decides to go use the phone in the limo. So Kate's like, if there's anything else you need, she turns to go back into the library and... Evelyn is deliberately not saying her name right. Like, Miss Simmers. Like, lady! You heard her say her name, and she's going to correct her again. Kate is getting agitated with this lady. This lady is deliberately doing this just to agitate her. All right, I'm playing this clip because, uh, Ricky has been dishing on Kate to, like, giving his mom the dirt on Kate. Of course, now Evelyn wants to throw in her two cents, even though she's divorced from Edward, she has no say in his relationships whatsoever. The only thing that she really seems to have a say in is how her son is being raised. You knew! You must have known that as soon as Ricky got alone with Evelyn, and how angry he was not just at his dad, but at Kate, he was going to spew his anger about Kate in this situation, everything under the sun, he's gonna spill to his mom. Richard has been talking to me about you, and that got me to thinking. <laughs> it must be a bit uncomfortable for you, being in love with a man who has a teenage boy. Oh, not at all. Ricky's terrific. He's bright, he's sensitive, he's my son. <laughs> I know that. And I would never try to replace you. Good. Evelyn. Yes? <laughs> this is an awkward situation for both of us. We happen to be two women who are, or were, in love with the same man. Can't we be friends? No. No. <laughs> I didn't think so. Evelyn is just shooting daggers at Kate here and saying that, oh, well, my son gave me the impression that it must be hard for you to be dating a man who has a teenage son. And Kate's like, no, not at all. Ricky's a bright, you know, sensitive young man and, and everything. He's, as she's trying to find other words, Evelyn cuts in with, He's also my son. And Kate immediately freezes where she's at. She's like, I, I, I know that. And Kate says, you know, I know that, and I would never try to replace you. And Evelyn is like, good, and starts to walk away. And Kate is like, well, we're, we both at one point have been in love with the same man. Don't you think we can be friends? Evelyn turns her head, looks at Kate with this fake smile. And she's like, no. How many 
women are there out there that actually will be friends with their ex's current relationship, um, relation, w woman that is in a relationship with their ex. I can't see that being a high number. So Kate goes back to the library. Evelyn goes to her limo to use her phone because she refuses to use a phone that is part of an animal. We cut up to Ricky's room, and his dad is going to pretty much lay down the law and, like, I want to talk to you about that bike. And I'm thinking, he is not going to let you keep that bike, buddy. We have to talk, son. <coughs> okay. Now, son, look. Dad, I just want to thank you again for understanding about the bike. That's what I want to talk Did to you about. Did Mom tell you how I lit up when I saw it? It wasn't just my normal. It was... <laughs> See, I know you're worried about accidents, but I got the best helmet on the market. Nothing is safer than this. Rick, you are in big trouble. <laughs> Rick's not home right now. May I take a message? Son, I quit joking around. This is serious. Now, why didn't you tell your mother that I disapproved of the motorcycle? Uh, I forgot. Can't you do a little better than that? Honest. You used your mother to get what you wanted, even though you knew I didn't want you to have it. And that was wrong. Son, I hate to say this, but I'm very disappointed in you. just went down. This, guys, is major, major, major drama here. Big time. We have not gotten an argument this heated between Edward and Rick, Ricky at all. And this is the first time, honestly, I thought that this was going to end 
after Edward says, I'm very disappointed in you, son. We finally got that. He gets up to walk out of the room, and immediately Ricky jumps out of his chair. He's like, well, Dad, I am disappointed in you, too. And major, major poop-poop hits the fan. Especially as Kate walks into the doorway right around the edge there and is overseeing this back and forth. Dad and son throw and blow emotional jab, like, blows at each other. So Edward and Ricky sit down at the table. As you see that Ricky's got that safety manual in his hand. He's pretty much been trying to commit it to memory. And Ricky takes the helmet out of the seat and goes to sit down. And he talks about how excited he was when his mom took him to see When he saw that bike, it wasn't just a hmm, great smile. It was a wide, like, <gasps> shocked, surprised, excited, all rolled into one type smile. So Edward tries to um, start like, all right, now, son, as he puts his arm down on the table. And Ricky right away puts an arm on his dad's for hand on his dad's forearm and says, Dad, I, I, again, I want to thank you for about the, you know, about the bike and everything. That, that's really great that you're being so cool about this. And Edward is trying to get a word in here. It's almost like Ricky is doing his dangdest to keep his... He knows what his dad is up there to talk about. And Ricky is, like, keeping his dad from really trying to say anything. Oh, did I tell you about how I felt when Mom took me down to get the bike? How I smiled and not just a hey, smile, a... Oh, my gosh, this is amazing smile. One of those smiles where it's, like... Your parents surprise you, pick you up to, from school, and say, Hey, we're going to Disneyland. We're taking you to Disney World. Right now. And Ricky, of course, is like, Well, I know you're worried about accidents, but this helmet I have here in my hands is one of the best, top quality, highest rated safety helmets on the market. Like, if there were a consumer reports on this on helmets, this would be the top-rated helmet to get. And Edward finally cuts in with, like, Rick, you are in big trouble. Enough about the helmet. So Ricky tries to be funny here, putting the helmet on, and the visor actually has a red tint to it. The visor, or, uh, the helmet itself is mainly red with a red-tinted visor, but it's got, like, blue... Racing stripes with a uh, white racing stripe in between the blue. And, <laughs> of course, Edward is trying to get Ricky's attention. Knocks on the visor. Rick raises the visor. And he's like, Rick's not home right now. You want to uh, leave a message? He's trying to be funny because he knows his dad is going to get really down and serious here as he pulls the helmet off of Ricky's head say, Ricky, you need to get serious here. I am not joking around here. So, of course, the first question Edward's going to ask is, why didn't you tell your mother that I disapproved of you getting that bike? And Ricky, trying to be cute, is like, I forgot. No, no. Ricky, buddy, you are now 13. This cutesy stuff that you were doing a year ago, that is not going to fly much longer. That cuteness factor is 
pretty much gone off the window. You're an adorable kid, but this trying to get out of stuff like you're six years old and not 13 is gonna, it's only gonna get you in deeper. And Edward is just really eyebrow raised, looking straight at Ricky like, son, you wanna go again and give me a better response? Because that is not going to... The I forgot is not going to fly with me. Try again. And Ricky's got a couple attempts. Like, he's really trying, but every time he goes to open his mouth, he probably knows whatever excuse he's got lined up is also not going to fly. And his dad is not going to go for it. And the moment that Edward says, son... The motorcycle is going back. No, I'm sorry it's going back, but just, it's going back. And Ricky is like, Dad, as he goes to stand up, it's almost like, if I stand up, I'm towering over you, Dad, and I can feel like I have leverage in this weighted argument that we have. And Edward's like, son, you need to sit down. We are not done. And he tells Ricky, it's like, you were very dishonest. You used your mother to get something that I didn't want you to have. I flat out told you no. And Edward says, son, I hate to say this, but I am very disappointed in you. And I figured eventually we were going to get one of those. But the situation that would require one of those had to be bigger than... Dad, I created a betting program and now I'm a hundred bucks in deep to a bookie. This is entirely different from that. This is, I'm playing one parent against the other to get what I want. And Ricky's never probably heard those words from either of his parents before. And it takes a sec to sink in just how bad he messed up here. But he quickly resolves that, and his dad gets up to walk out of the room. Like, basically, here, I've said what I'm going to say. I'll leave you with this to think about it, and I'm going to walk away and leave you to your thoughts. Ricky jumps out of his seat, and he is at his dad right away. Like, well, I'm very disappointed in you. When we went to that motorbike cross thing, you were excited, too. That you said we were going to get dirt bikes. You were so excited. And then Kate had to open her big mouth. You were on board with this until she opened her mouth and got involved. And Edward whirls around on Ricky. He's like, you watch your mouth. You do not talk about her like that. And Edward points at Ricky. He clarifies, like, she may have given me her opinion, but in the end, it was my decision to make because you are my son. And Ricky throws back like you wouldn't have made the decision if she hadn't butted in. And meanwhile, Kate is just in the doorway. She is right around the frame of that door. And there's a wall there where Edward and Ricky are kind of, they're going at it. They don't see her. And how... She's got to feel like an, an inch small at this point, hearing that they're fighting because of what she had said. But Edward is defending her. And Edward puts his hand up and said, that is enough about Kate. And that is when Kate knocks on the side of the door frame and says, Edward, would you mind if I spoke to Ricky? And Edward's like, well, that's fine with me, Rick. 
you listen to Kate, and Kate, or uh, Ricky is going over to his bed like, well, I don't really have a choice in the matter, do I? So I'm going to play this clip. Fine, Ricky. Don't just have a choice. Lincoln didn't free the teenagers. motions to Kate like I'll be right outside and then he does it again it's like I understand you'll be right outside if I need you but let me talk to your son okay thank you for the if I need reinforcements I will gladly go out there and bring you in so Ricky is sitting on the edge of his race car bed they're eventually gonna get that out of there once he gets to be too big and I think season three they're hopefully gonna redo his room make it more of a teenager's room um, 
Kay comes over, sits next to Ricky on the bed. Immediately he jumps up. He goes over to the table and puts his hands on it and frust- you know, he's frustrated. He doesn't want to be in the vicinity of where Kate is. He's too angry with her. In his eyes, she is the root cause of why he does not get to keep that bike. So Kate starts in with Ricky, I know you blame me, and immediately he cuts her off, says, Kate, haven't you done enough? Why don't you just leave me alone? He is so, he does not want to hear what she has to say. And she says, I want to talk this out. And he's like, there's nothing to talk about as he sits down. He, he is full on yelling at her. So there's nothing to talk about. My dad and I were all set to get dirt bikes and you had to come up with some bummer story about your relative. All he heard from that story was her cousin was injured. He does not know the extent of that injury. And I kind of wonder what it have made a difference if she had said, he didn't just fall off his bike, Ricky. He was paralyzed. And he could have been the the best driver out there in the world. There's always going to be something that could come along. And, that, and that's the same with anything. You could be the best driver in the world. Never had an accident, never had a ticket, and something happens that is out of your control. Are you still a good driver? Or because of that one mistake, is that labeled you a bad driver? No, because circumstances, things happen. That her cousin could have been one of the best motorcycle drivers, but he didn't intend to see. He could have seen that law. He might have seen it too late. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm snapping my fingers for emphasis here, guys. But uh, stuff happens. And sometimes it's out of our control. And the consequences, like what happened to her cousin, can be dire. I have a cousin who got into a motorcycle accident sometime last year. He might have been a little injured. I mean, he didn't get up and walk away from it right away, but he might have been in the hospital, if I can recall. But And Kate's trying to explain herself, like, all I was trying to do. But Ricky, at every chance, he is cutting her off. Like, you are trying to be my mother, and you're not my mother. And Kate's like, I know I'm not your mother, and I'm not trying to replace her. But I'm your friend, Ricky. And friends care about each other. And she even explains, your father and I are involved, and I don't know where that kind of puts me in the, our, your and my relationship with each other. But then she goes on to tell a story about one time it was really raining, and she had come in to work soaking wet head to toe, and Ricky, of course, went straight into action mode, getting her towels to dry off, getting her some soup. And then, of course, they make it a little funny with Ricky saying, yeah, but I spilled the soup on you. And she's like, yeah, you did. But then you got me more towels and some more soup and everything and some uh, ointment for my burns. (laughs) And the point is, is that friends care about each other. And I care about something happening to you. I love you. And this is the first time I think that we have ever heard her say that to him. And she goes to leave. And Ricky says, Kate? And she's like, yes. And he's like, I love you too. And I gotta say, maybe he might be a smidge young. He's 13. Maybe not. 
You know, like I said, there are kids younger than him that are doing the motocross thing. But, um, almost like with a, you know, in three years, he's going to have a driver's license. So, maybe it's something that, uh, Edward's not going to budge on this. But, um, let's find out after, uh, Ricky and Kate work things out. They hug. And I thought, we actually do get a little added scene as we cut downstairs to where that bike is in the entryway. And Evelyn is pacing back and forth. So I'm guessing that Ricky's going to come down and say, Mom, please return the bike. Sorry, Dad. Are you apologizing to your mother? <laughs> you conned me, young man. And what do you have to say for yourself? I'm sorry, Mom. I'll never do it again. If I do, you can tie one end of rope to me and the other end to a smelly camel. And then you can drag me across the Gobi Desert until my body swells up and my tongue turns black. <laughs> what I'll do is cut off your allowance. Whoa, that's rough! <laughs> well, son, let's take back the dirt bike. Okay. But before we do, there's just one thing. Mom. Dad. Key. I care a lot about all of you, and it would make me feel a whole lot better if we could all just get along. So do you think there's a chance that we could all just spend some time together? No. <laughs> so Ricky comes down with Kate. He apologizes to his dad, like, Dad, I'm sorry. And of course... Evelyn's like, <clears throat> and like, uh, there's someone else you need to apologize to, son. And she points to, get over here. And she's like, you conned me, young man. I'm like, that is never going to happen again. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, if that ever happens again, then you can, like, tie me to a camel and it will drag me through the desert until my body swells up and my tongue goes black. Uh, she's like, no, basically what I'll do is I'll cut off your allowance. And he's like, what? That's, it's like, no, Ricky, you would be getting a realistic punishment, not some weird outlandish thing that you've concocted in your head. Edward's like, son, say goodbye to the bike. It's going back to the shop. And Ricky, of course, brings in his mom, dad, and Kate and says, can't we all just get along? Maybe we can set aside time for all of us to hang out. Wouldn't that be a great idea? And all three of them, Evelyn, Edward, and Kate, are like, no. Like, you can be in the, your relationships with them separately they can be as civilized as they can be together but as far as trying to get them to come together and do activities is that's asking a bit much i think you just having relationships with them separately is gonna be the way to go 
All right, so before I tell you how I feel about this episode, I want to give a shout-out to some podcast listeners. We have Farmington, Missouri, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Florida, Reno, Nevada, Salt Lake City, Utah, Garland, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Kissimmee, Florida, Swanee, Georgia, Ranson, Wisconsin, Merrickville, Australia, Cordova, Tennessee, Brazil, Franklin, Massachusetts, Enfield, United Kingdom, Houston, Texas, Tioga, North Dakota, and Chicago, Illinois. So for the rating for this episode, for the train rating, I'm going to give this, I think, four out of five. The only thing I didn't like was that Ricky kept being jokey or just cutting his dad off as far as like, Dad, you should have seen me when I saw this bike. My expression, it was like, wow. And then bringing up the whole thing about like, oh, I'll always wear a helmet. Except for that time that I just zoomed across the patio behind the French doors there. I mean, but I really liked that this episode was a good display of a child of divorced parents trying to get something from one parent when another parent immediately shuts them down. And just the inner workings of... You know, a uh, two-parent, divorced parents trying to raise their kid and coming to blows with that. But I also, I liked that emotion. We have not gotten something that heated from Edward and Ricky coming to blows over this thing with the motorcycle. And then also with Kate and in Ricky's eyes is interfering and Edward's she, she's basically in Ricky's eyes she's influencing Edward's decision making by throwing in her opinion um i also liked that Kate was able to sit down with a very reluctant Ricky and explain it just I mean, it did seem like it was a little too tied up with a bow that by saying we're friends, friends care about each other, and I love you, that is what turned him around. And of course, the very last thing would be where Ricky's like, hey, I wish we could all hang out more and just kind of be a family, an extended family, including Kate. Whereas all of them are just like, we're not, we're not going to do that. (laughs) We're not going to all spend time together and go to the movies or go to the park and have a picnic or go out and fly kites together as one big extended family. We're not doing that. Basically, Edward and Evelyn are co-parenting. And this does show a good example of co-parenting and trying to come to some sort of understanding and reasoning when there are disagreements. As far as for the silver spoonful for this episode, I'm going to go ahead and just say, kids, when one parent tells you no, don't go to the other parent thinking that if they say yes, that that's going to work out because you have just opened a box 
where two parents that normally will get along or do their best to get along, you know, this isn't just for divorced parents. This is also for other parents. Like, don't, you're going to create an argument and a divide that you don't want between your parents. No kid wants to see their parents fight, but you instigate something like this and go and put, putting one parent against, pitting one parent against another parent, you are going to, you know, you're going to start something that you definitely don't want to see happen. So, and also, respect, you may not agree with your parents' decision on certain things, but respect that and know that deep down that they care about you and they're doing something for a reason. Alright, so the next episode, Season 2, Episode 12, entitled The World's Greatest Father. You think it might be about Edward? You would be kind of wrong. In this episode, JT's dad gets angry when his son agrees with Rick that Edward is the world's greatest father because of the time they spend together. So Edward gives Rick a lesson in appreciating the advantages he has. This is also JT's final episode of the show. He was only contracted, I believe, for six episodes. I feel that his character is very similar to Derek in a way of they like the guys like to cause trouble and problems and predicaments for Ricky. They're always the instigator that tend to get Ricky to go along with whatever their scheme is. And I feel that that was just making the way it's like, all right, we've used up JT as far as we can go with him. The writers probably already had a plan of for season three, because this is like the halfway point of season two. They probably knew that they were bringing in someone in season three to replace both JT and Derek. Freddy is still there, I think, until maybe season four. I don't know if he's included in season five because they bring in um, another guy. I think his name might be Brad. He's supposed to be like the Derek 2.0. So, yeah, just uh, other episodes. I want to be alone. I guess Kate and Ricky and Edward and Dexter all go to the woods. Oh, relaxing family retreat with Ricky and Kate. A mountain cabin. Okay. But Dexter is kind of a prim and proper guy. He's not big on outdoorsy stuff. Um, another, some other episodes. Um, Ricky's going to let himself be influenced by some girl who wants, who pretty much influences Ricky to change his clean cut student council president image. Like, you're kind of lame, Ricky. You need to be more laid back. Change your image. So, that's what Ricky wants to do in the episode Mr. Cool. St. Louis Blues is Derek's departure from the show. He moves with his mom to, I'm guessing, St. Louis after she most likely divorces Derek's father for all the cheating and lying he's been doing. Um, a hunting we will go. Ricky and his grandfather go on a hunting trip. And Ricky is 
confronted with the choice of having to shoot a deer, which that's not what Ricky's about. He is not about killing animals. Changes. Uh, Ricky's on a baseball team, apparently, and a tomboyish pitcher goes to Kate for advice on how to be a girl, like be more girlish. And, of course, Kate assumes that the girl's crush on Ricky. Little does Kate know that this girl has set her sights on somebody else that shares the Stratton DNA. We get a two-parter, summer romance, Summer's Romance, where an old flame of Edwards comes along. It's Leslie's mother, you know, that little blonde-haired, curly-haired blonde girl that's like a foot shorter than Ricky that's been in a couple episodes. Her mother apparently dated Edward at some time, so now Edward is on the fence about his relationship with Kate after he is spotted kissing, uh, I think the lady's name is Veronica. Um, we get a really serious episode towards the end of the season called Spare the Rod. Ricky finds out that his accident-prone friend Toby is actually being physically abused by his father. And boy, is this boy being abused. Broken arm, black eye, bruises all over his face. This boy is played by Mino Palouse, who is Soleil Moonfry's half-brother. Soleil, you remember, played Punky Brewster in Punky Brewster. And we see a side of Edward. I don't think we will ever see this side. I think this is specifically for this episode. And I'm going to read this little quote here. Oops. Okay. Ricky Stratton breaks Kate's birthday present with his basketball. Oops. Edward Stratton grabs Ricky by the arms. That is, uh, unusual. Rick, I told you not to dribble that ball in the house. Ricky Stratton, I'm sorry, Dad. It was an accident. Edward Stratton, it was not an accident, son. You deliberately disobeyed me. Ricky Stratton, I'll pay you for it. You can take it out of my allowance. Edward Stratton. I ought to take it out of your hide. Kate Summers. Edward, calm down. So we're seeing a side of Edward. We've seen him get a little angry, like this episode where he got very angry. But the fact that he was going to threaten his son with physical violence, which we've never seen and most likely will never see again, was only specifically for this episode that takes a dark, dark turn. And it's only done so that way Edward can have an example to use and compare when Toby's father comes along and Edward sits down and talks with him about how far your temper goes before you want to lash out physically at your child. So, like I said, I, I like this episode. We got a return of Evelyn. We will most likely see her for a few more times throughout the rest of the show here and there. I don't think we're, we're, we are not going to see her again until most likely season three, season four, somewhere around there. So, all right. I hope you all have a wonderful sun. Hopefully have a nice sunny Monday out there. So... Have a great, great day. Bye-bye.